when my guest speaks, people smell supernatural antiseptic and are healed of infections and diseases. Can ancient secrets of the supernatural be rediscovered? Do angels exist? Is there life after death? Are healing miracles real? Can you get supernatural help from another dimension? Has the future been written in advance? Sid Roth has spent 30 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid on this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. It's hard for me to believe. I look at my guest, Stephen Brooks. Uh, I've met your wife. I've met your daughter. You have a worldwide ministry, signs and wonders. You prophesy. The prophecies come to pass. You've prophesied over me, and it's come to pass. Uh, so I know you hear from God, but it's hard to believe, Stephen, that 20 years ago, it's hard for me to believe when I, when I look at Stephen now. 20 years ago, he was single. He lost his job. Uh, and uh, uh, you, you couldn't go to your parents. Right. Uh, why? Well, Sid, it was a tough situation all around. I had just recently received the baptism in the Holy Spirit at that time in my life. I began to speak in tongues. I was introduced uh, to a church that believed in these types of things. I was totally unaware of it before, so it was all brand new to me. And I went back and I told the old denomination that I came out of uh, that, that miracles are still happening. God still is doing miracles today. These things are real. And uh, when I joined the church, they gave me the right hand of fellowship. But when I told them that, they gave me the left foot of fellowship. I was on the way out. Uh, my family didn't understand me. They had been raised in this certain denomination all their life that did not believe in miracles. And uh, so when these things happened to me, uh, a lot of my family and close friends did not understand what I was going through. So when I was in a time of great need, they did not want to help me. They thought it was some type of judgment upon my life. And, and so you, you got two months behind in rent. And he does the honorable thing. He says, I'm not going to get into debt anymore. He doesn't have a job. He looks for a job. He can't get a job. Uh, and so he gets in his car. He, he's driving out of town and he sees a cardboard box. Why would you grab that cardboard box? What did it look like, by the way? Well, it was a large cardboard box, not your normal cardboard box. It looked like somebody had taken a refrigerator out of it, uh, unpacked it, and just threw the box aside. And something told me that I was going to need that. And, and so I popped a, uh, stopped my car, popped the trunk, and folded that big box up and shoved it in the back of the trunk because I didn't know where I was going to live at. And I drove about 12 miles out of the town and uh, found the place off to the side of the road that I just pulled off to the side and literally took that box out of the trunk of my car, set it up, and I thought I'll only be here a few days. It probably won't be too long. And I began to live out of that box. Did you ever, in your wildest imagination, think that you would live in a cardboard box? No, the whole time uh, this was going on, I, I kept thinking, why is this happening to me? I was crying out for help. I actually went by uh, a church that I was belonging to at that time, and I asked them for help, and I explained my situation. And they basically replied and said, you're going through some type of Job experience. You need to just go ahead and go through it. 
and I didn't understand really it was the enemy trying to destroy my life and uh, so every time I tried to get help it seemed like uh, it just reinforced the difficult situation I was already in. Okay, and, and your car stopped working so you couldn't go in the, your car at night and warm up right. with the heater. Uh, not uh, You didn't have money for gas. Right. Um, how cold did it get? It got real cold. You know, Sid, when I parked that car, uh, I thought uh, I'll just, I'll be leaving in a few days and I'll get out of this mess, but the car stopped working and the, uh, mm. before I knew it, I rolled into the winter time and the temperatures began to drop and one night it got down to 18 degrees, which is considerably below freezing and that was one of the toughest nights I had. <laughs> Now, I'm reminded of the time uh, that you said, Lord, it can't get any worse. And then what happened? Well, I was laying in that cardboard box and uh, I was hungry. I had not eaten four days and, uh, and things were just difficult. There was stress and pressure. And, uh, but I, I said, Lord, one night while I was laying in the cardboard box trying to keep from freezing, I said, Lord, it just cannot get any worse than this. And when I said that, Sid, I literally felt something wet begin to fall on my face and it started to sprinkle, it started raining. And uh, I said, Lord, it did get worse. And so I hit the rock bottom that night. Uh, well, uh, there was something that happened, though. Uh, it, he had a post office box, and he got an unexpected check for $400. Had you been eating much? No, hardly eating anything. Uh, it, would depend, it was depending Where'd on what- Where'd you get food? Well, it was depending on what was available in the trash cans. I, I oh. found out that the, uh, some of the local pizza companies, if they didn't sell all their pizzas at night, they would just throw them away. So if there was something in the dumpsters, I ate. If, they, if there was not, then it was another night of prayer so and fasting. What did you do with that $400 that came in unexpectedly? Well, it was a shock. It did come in unexpectedly, but I remembered that I had that friend that I had never paid the back rent on. So I went back and I said, listen, I know your dad's the landlord. I want to give you that money so you can take it to him. And I gave Why him the did money. you do that? I mean, I mean, it's the right thing to do. But right. here it's 18 degrees. It's raining on you. The cardboard is soggy. Your car isn't working. You're eating out of trash cans. Right. $400, Stephen. How right. could you do that? Well, I really wanted to go to the uh, grocery store. Uh, but uh, I knew enough, uh, having been brought up in a Christian home, that there are certain things you need to do in life that are the right things to do. So I took that check and I cashed it at one of these uh, check cashing places and I took the money over to my friend. He took it to his father and his father was absolutely shocked that somebody would do that. It was oh, just oh, wanted to honor the Lord. Uh, you, you did have a few dollars cash that you kept. How much? I kept four one dollar bills that I'd never spent. Uh, okay, get this. He remembers a Bible study that he, he went to a couple times. So he goes to that Bible study and they take up an offering. This is a guy that only eats out of trash cans and does a lot of, pr of prayer and fasting because he doesn't have any food. And he puts the $4 in the offering? How could you do that, well, Stephen? Well, there was a guest minister that night. He said, I'm going to travel down to South America. I want to take medical supplies. I'm going to receive an offering. So they began to pass that offering a basket around the room. And I'm sitting there in that room, Sid, and I literally, a conversation began to go on uh, on each side of my shoulder. It felt like uh, an angel was sitting here and a little evil spirit was sitting over here and I heard the it, God just so strongly prompted me and said give your last four dollars and I, I thought uh, Lord I'm going to starve and I heard a voice on this side say if you give that you will starve and I, I, I thought just for a moment and the whole time the basket's getting closer to me and I thought you know I'm already starving I might as well just give it and obey the Lord and right when I decided to do it I pulled the money out and the basket showed up I just threw those four ones into the offering plate and it went around and vanished and the meeting was over. And so you went back to your box and, yes. and you're no food, yes. and horrible weather. Yes. Uh, 
Uh, you think it's going to get any worse? Wait till you hear what happens next week. Be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Last year, God told me to host a supernatural tour to Israel. The tour was such a spiritual highlight, we're going to do another one this year in Jerusalem. And we've purposely kept this top quality tour under $3,000, and that includes all taxes and tips. Call now for a free brochure at 1-800-959-1062 or visit our website at sidroth.org. We now return to It's Supernatural! Hello, Sid Roth here with Stephen Brooks. Uh, Stephen is living in a cardboard box his car isn't working. Uh, he's got no no money. Uh, he, he's got he's gave his his last few dollars away in an offering. Uh, it's it's what it's as cold as 18 degrees. You're living yes. off of food and trash cans. Yes. Uh, it can't get much worse, and that does it rains and you know he's got a cardboard box. He's living. You must have been cold. I did, and also I had the budget cardboard box. It was the one that didn't have a roof on top. Just had four four walls and uh, and a bottom. So I got rain on, I was freezing, and uh, but you know, I gave that four dollar offering, Sid, and before I knew it, a whole week had gone by, and it rolled back around to that midweek service, and the Holy Spirit prompted me again to get ready and go to that meeting. But your car isn't working. I tried to uh, explain that to the Lord. He said, you get ready, I'll take care of the car. And I said, okay, and so again, the car would not start. I tried to start it during the week, it would not start. That same thing happened to you the first time you went. It didn't start, but exactly. it started, so but you went the first time. That is correct, so right before that meeting, I tried to start the car up, and it started up. Uh, and so I drove to the meeting as fast as I could, definitely didn't want to stop. Uh, and so I got to the meeting, went, uh, went inside, sat down. But Sid, I, I'd been going through this for quite some time now. I, was, I felt like a rubber band mentally had been stretched and I felt like I was about to snap. I felt I could not, uh, I felt like I'd fallen off the side of the world and nobody had known about me. And so when I went to that meeting- and nobody cared. That's what I felt like, and the enemy was trying to really enforce that, and uh, so there was despair, there was a hopelessness. So I sat down that night, and that minister came out that evening, and he just put his hand on my shoulder, and I felt the heat go all through my body. I grabbed him, and I said, I need to talk to you. He said, come to the back room. We went to a back room, and I just began to weep and cry. I told him everything I'd been going through. He said, Stephen, if you'll go out here and tell the people what you've just shared with me, he said, I believe God will do a miracle for you. And uh, I said, okay, I'll do it. Will you stand with me? He said, yes. And so we walked back out to that room and he told everybody, Stephen has something he would like to say. And I just looked at the people and said, I, I told them, I said, I've been eating out of a cardboard box. I've been eating out of trash cans. I just broke with great weeping and bawling and crying. And a young woman in the, in the group that night, she just popped up. She said, why don't we receive an offering for Stephen? Everybody said yes, and they all just joined in, and they put me in the middle and began to toss money at me and financial gifts. And after it was all over, we all, uh, me and that that minister, we gathered it up, went in the back room, and began to count it. Uh, we poured all the money out on the bed. We started counting: twenty dollars, sixty dollars, eighty dollars, two hundred dollars. He stopped and said, "This is a pretty good offering for a small group." But we kept on counting: three hundred dollars, three twenty, three sixty, three eighty. 400, we stopped counting at $418. And he got very serious, Said He looked at me, he said, he said, I wanna ask you a question, you tell me the truth. I said, okay. 
He said, did you give four $1 bills in the offering last week? I said, I did, but I didn't think anybody saw. He said, well, my wife saw you do that. He said, do you know what this is? I said, no. He said, this is the 100-fold return. And uh, said it was. That night, I had literally 100 times given but, back. But Stephen, it was better than a 100-fold return yes. because someone gave him a room to sleep in. Yes. Someone gave him a bed. Someone gave him a job. Mm -hmm. And now, as I said at the beginning of the telecast, he is married, has a daughter. Uh, the family travels the world telling people about the goodness of God. But I have to believe it was in those times of nothing to do but pray and read the Bible that it made you who you are today. Something amazing is happening with him. When he speaks, oftentimes there are supernatural fragrances. Uh, not just one person smells it. Many people smell it. And one of the uh, more familiar uh, uh, smells is, is uh, uh, antiseptic. Yes. Explain that. Said many times when I minister, uh, in the meetings there are people with infections or with diseases, uh, uh, infections in the natural that even natural antibiotics can't knock out. And so often when I begin to minister, the fragrance of the Lord will come into the meeting, and it's a fragrance that's known in the Bible as Annika. Annika was one of the key ingredients that was used in the holy incense that we read about in Exodus chapter 30. And many times this fragrance of Annika will begin to manifest in the meetings. And in the natural, Annika is a very powerful antiseptic. It's very expensive, very hard to find. But that same uh, fragrance, which is an attribute of the Lord Jesus, begins to manifest in the meetings. And people with some of the most horrendous infections and skin diseases. Now, are, give me one and, specific one. And I know it happens often, but give me one specific We one. have it happen in America often. But just recently, when I was in India, uh, a lady with a tremendous sinus infection with uncontrollable drainage, severe pain. She was completely healed in the meeting when that beautiful fragrance of the Lord began to go across the room. Hundreds of people smelt it, and her, her sinuses in her nose was, was instantly, absolutely, totally healed. She was overwhelmed with joy. Uh, the pain was all gone. All the drainage was gone. We see this often in the meetings. Well, well, the thing that's even more overwhelming to me is that it not only happens in the meetings, but you were, I believe, in Israel, and they were televising it, and someone in I believe it was China. Yes. Tell me about that. Well, we were doing a conference on the top of the Mount of Olives, and said as I was ministering, the beautiful fragrance of the Lord came in so strong, you literally would have thought somebody took uh, gallons of perfume, broke bottles, and just threw it all over the room. Hundreds of people smelt it. It was waves of God's glory going back and forth through the meeting. God began to heal people. Also, people that were watching by live streaming and by satellite broadcast uh, began to shoot in emails and they were saying, they were also smelling the fragrance there in their rooms, and this was people in China, people in Indonesia, uh, people from all over the world that were smelling that they're in their room and also experiencing God's healing power. We'll be back right after this word, and I wanna hear about the golden rain that came down in the Himalayas. Be back right after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. If you need a healing or a miracle now, if you want an undeniable increase of God's presence in your life, if you want to move into greater realms of the supernatural, 
Then call now and get your copy of Stephen Brooks' brand new book, The Sacred Anointing, and his bonus audio CD teaching, Divine Visitations, both for a donation of only $25. Shipping and handling is free. Ask for offer number 9066. Stephen was instructed by Jesus to write this book so he can teach you how to be saturated in God's glory and intimate presence. When you read his book, you will receive your breakthrough over demonic strongholds, obtain healing and answers to your prayers for others, experience miracles in your life and in the lives of others you minister to, and so much more. Through this bonus audio CD teaching, Divine Visitations, Stephen reveals the mysteries of the angelic and heavenly realms and how you can experience them. Call now to get your copy of Stephen's book, The Sacred Anointing, and his bonus audio CD teaching, Divine Visitations, both for a donation of only $25. Shipping and handling is free. Ask for offer number 9066 or write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 9066 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Stephen Brooks. And Stephen, you like to teach on the anointing. Yes. What is the anointing? Sid, the anointing is the power of God's Holy Spirit to remove burdens, destroy yokes, and do it in a way that seems easy. Uh, the anointing, when we think of anointing, we often think of oil, uh, of somebody being anointed with oil, but the, that oil is slippery. And God can do things that we could never do. We might struggle to get it done, but God can come in one second with that anointing. It's so slippery, so fast, so easy. Oftentimes the miracle's done and we, we're puzzled as trying to figure it out because it happens so easy. Uh, many times it just, it just flows just like oil does. Well, what happens when you teach on it? Give me a specific. What happens is, is those burdens, many times the burdens rest on a person's shoulder, tries to weigh a person down. The burdens begin to get lifted. It's almost like the oil causes it to slip it, off. It slips off. And then the, the, uh, then there's the yoke. The yoke goes around the neck. The yoke is that last thing that the enemy tries to have on a person to hold them down. But that anointing snaps that yoke. That yoke is not only broken, it's absolutely destroyed. And that's why when a person receives God's healing power or that anointing of the Spirit, they can stay healed. That thing can be destroyed and gone from their life forever. Tell me about that person with the spine that was bad. Well, I was ministering down a healing line, uh, Sid, and just uh, uh, ministering in that healing anointing. And an anointing makes it easy for me to minister. There's no strain. And so oftentimes, uh, I don't have to just really hit somebody or lay hands on them strongly. I always try to use a, a gentleness, but oftentimes I just gently touch a person. And uh, recently, I just gently touched a lady, and she was absolutely healed of a major degenerative spine problem, just instantly healed, just by a very simple touch. That's how powerful the anointing is. Well, I've got to hear about when he is speaking about the anointing in the Himalayas and the golden rain came down. Tell me what happened. Sid, that was a powerful meeting at the, uh, up in the Himalayan mountain region. We had about 400 young people in the meeting, uh, most in their late teens, some in their 20s, up to the age of 29. And the anointing was so strong in the meetings. First of all, the fragrance of the Lord just blew through the room and yokes began to be absolutely destroyed off of people's life. And uh, some of these young people, Sid, had uh, heavy addictions with uh, backgrounds and drug usage or uh, uh, tremendous uh, sexual 
sexual abuse or sexual immorality, and uh, just tremendous freedom began to come to the place, and God began to deliver the young people, and it looked like uh, uh, if you would have just walked into the meeting, you would have thought a bomb went off. Uh, hmm. It was one of the most drunken services I had ever seen in my life. Even the, some of the grown adults, spirit-filled believers for years who were there as assistants, were wiped out by the Spirit. One man that weighed over 200 pounds, a uh, very dedicated uh, worker in the Lord's ministry, had to be carried out of the meeting, and he had to be carried one mile back to the lodge where he was staying at. Just powerful just over, outpouring. Overcome with the presence of God. Just tremendous overcome, and, and overcome not for 20 minutes, all night long, uh, for six or eight or even 10 hours, just absolutely Why people can't move. Why does God do move. this when you teach <laughs> on the anointing? It, uh, it's, it's, that, it's the teaching and anointing mixed with the hunger. Those two things come together. There's a catalyst to people are wanting to be set free. The Lord wants them to set, be set free, and so that anointing hits their faith, and it causes a chain reaction in the spirit realm. Tell me in India about the person with the chunks of flesh. Uh, I was ministering in India last year, Sid, and when I went to the meeting to minister, there were no easy cases. It was all hard cases. There were no headaches or no little arthritis in the elbow. It was major diseases. Either it was leprosy, people with body parts missing, people with chunks of flesh falling off, tremendously hard cases. And I began to pray for some of the Christians first. God began to heal them. The Hindus saw that. The Hindus came to the meeting with no faith in Jesus as Messiah, but they saw the miracles. They came in, when they saw what God was doing, they jumped up in the healing line. God began to heal the Hindus. Many of them, many of them just gave their hearts to the Lord right there on the spot. But said, even as I was ministering, there was a young woman in her early 20s, I could see her. She was laid out on the front row. They brought her to the meeting. They literally carried her into the meeting. She was blind, paralyzed, and demon-possessed. God did an incredible miracle with her. They carried her up into the line, and uh, I laid hands on her. I knew the anointing of Jesus went into her body, but they carried her off. When they carried her off, she looked almost exactly the same as she did before I prayed for her. But the next morning, the crowds had, got, had swollen. We're uh, well into several thousand people in the meeting now. At the height of the praise and worship, when everybody had their hands raised, worshiping Jesus, in walked that young woman, absolutely, totally healed. All the paralysis gone, uh, her eye, eyesight restored, and she had given her heart to Jesus, and rays of light were literally streaming out of her face. Everybody saw it. The church almost fell out. It absolutely shook the church. It shook the community. Imagine. I just returned from India. She's still saved today. She was a Muslim. She gave her heart to the Lord, and she's saved today. Now, when you speak, all sorts of supernatural things occur, especially when he teaches on the anointing. And uh, we were talking about the effect of this golden rain in the Himalayas. Yes. Uh, what did it look like? Sid, you could literally look up, lift your face up and look up, and you could literally feel liquid drops of rain falling on your face. It felt like rain in the natural, but it was golden, and it would just splash all over your face and give <laughs> you the most uncontrollable laughter. Uh, you, you, uh, you would just laugh and laugh. It doesn't matter how difficult life was or what kind of uh, discouraging experiences you may have had. When, you, when that golden glory hit you and that rain just went all over you, you just would laugh uncontrollably. I, I was laughing uncontrollably. I, I just so full of the joy of God that it just makes it all worth it. Stephen, I feel the rain. I Me feel too. the I presence. Think. Will you pray for those that are watching right now? 
you know, some of you uh, are watching me. You're discouraged. Uh, you're discouraged about your finances. You're discouraged about your body. You're discouraged that your children are not serving the Lord. Just let God refresh you right now. Come on, just look up to the Lord. Raise your hands. Father, I pray that you reign, refresh, and bless your people right now because God says it's going to be all right. God wants to wipe away your tears right now, and it's time for you to smile. You come to, through your season of the storm. Now the clouds are parting. Now the sun's shining. And now God's wanting to bless you because you've honored him through this whole thing. You've praised him, and now it's time for re your reward. So lift your eyes up and look unto the Lord Jesus Christ, for your faith shall now become sight, and you will see the blessings of God overtake your life. Glory to Jesus. Just receive his golden rain now. I'm receiving it. Briefly, tell me about this dream you've had for 20 years keeps reoccurring. Sid, I've had this dream over 100 times of a gigantic tidal wave. I, when I began to have this dream about 20 years back, I didn't understand it. It would almost terrify me. But a gigantic wave breaking over America, breaking over the nations of the earth. And what I've come to uh, understand that this is, is a great end time outpouring of God's spirit that's going to break over the church. And God's going to beautify his church. And we're going to see the, the glory poured out upon his people like we've never seen before. The greatest miracles we've ever seen are still yet to come. We're going to taste them. We're going to experience it. We're going to walk in it and live in God's glory. Did you get that? A tidal wave is coming. You don't want to be on the sidelines when this happens. You want to be a participant. There, there is no close second to the excitement of having intimacy with God, knowing that God loves you, knowing that you weren't an accident, knowing there is a destiny for your life, knowing that if God is for you, who can be against you? The only way you can know this is not through religion, not through tradition, but by knowing God for yourself. The only way to know God is to know that God came in a human form. Jesus lived among us as a man, died in your place, and by his blood, your sins were washed away. It's as if today is the first day of the rest of your life. What are you going to do about it? Do you want this new beginning? Do you love the way it is? Are you saying there must be something more? There is, in your own words. I mean, I yelled out a simple prayer, Jesus, help, transform my life, my marriage, my mind, my health, everything. It's time for you to have that transformation. The rain is falling right now, the golden rain, with your own mouth, out loud, make Jesus your Messiah and Lord. Do it now. If you need a healing or a miracle now, if you want an undeniable increase of God's presence in your life, if you want to move into greater realms of the supernatural, then call now and get your copy of Stephen Brooks' brand new book, The Sacred Anointing, and his bonus audio CD teaching, Divine Visitations. 
both for a donation of only $25. Shipping and handling is free. Ask for offer number 9066. Stephen was instructed by Jesus to write this book so he can teach you how to be saturated in God's glory and intimate presence. When you read his book, you will receive your breakthrough over demonic strongholds, obtain healing and answers to your prayers for others, experience miracles in your life and in the lives of others you minister to, and so much more. Through this bonus audio CD teaching, Divine Visitations, Stephen reveals the mysteries of the angelic and heavenly realms and how you can experience them. Call now to get your copy of Stephen's book, The Sacred Anointing, and his bonus audio CD teaching, Divine Visitations, both for a donation of only $25. Shipping and handling is free. Ask for offer number 9066 or write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 9066 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural, my guest had terminal brain cancer with only three days to live. He was instantly healed when a supernatural force pushed him to the ground. 